The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Hello loyal helper bees, this is Sunset City for fans of the modern and classic era. With me today we have Nick aka Game Apologist looking for the good in games like Sonic 3 and Knuckles for some reason. Very stunning and brave. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> hello everybody, how you doing? As well as him we also have Surus the Snowflake. Hello! <laughs> And today, we are going to be discussing such controversial topics as the Sonic Boom Quick Update and the Sonic Omens discussion. So, who wants to start? Well, I put that in the in the piss. I put that in the piss because I think I've uh, kind of dumbly sorted out why we got the uh, vector update when we did. Uh, I made a joke about this and I posted it on our Twitter, but they just released the Sonic Boom uh, season one on Blu-ray. I'd imagine it's just a cross-promotional thing, and the head vector just waiting in the wings. I think they're. I think Sega is just. I don't know what the contracts say. This is all guessing. I imagine they're trying to get all this crap out now before the big rebranding and the new show and everything else. Like, let's just get the rest of the stuff out there, make the pennies they can make, and carry on. I don't. I think that's all it's going to be. But yeah, Vector dropped the same time as Sonic booms uh season one blu-ray so i think that that's so all that mystery that's the most underwhelming bit of information that i have heard the final stand of sonic boom before it just ends completely i mean it is i mean it's i get over. the feeling that it's like i think they're wiping their hands of it now though it's like okay so we're gonna get all the blu-rays we haven't already got out add all the characters we haven't already added or anything people might give the slightest little shit about and then that's it. I think that's, you know, the final bout. They could really just be wrapping up contractual ob obligations at this point. I cannot imagine any other reason why they're doing what they're doing. But it's fine. It's whatever. I don't know what those contracts look like. Unless. But I'm But I mean the I mean Vector dropped at the same time as a product, so that's that's that, I guess. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean like then again, then again, Sonic Prime is a multiverse show, allegedly. So if if they're exploring the multiverse and maybe they pop by the Boom universe, maybe maybe oh, it's God. all in connection. I, I found the computer room <laughs> and I downloaded all of Sonic Boom to a DVD. Here you go. I can't <laughs> imagine Sonic Prime is going to delve too much into the history of Sonic the Hedgehog, at least in season I one. You have to wait a few seasons while you establish what this uh, branch is supposed to be. Like, why we care about this version in the first time, in the first place. For the Vector spin-off series. Oh my god. Oh my god. So it's, oh no, you're right, we're gonna get Vector Man 2. We have Vector Man 2. <laughs> we're gonna exist. We're gonna get Vector Man 3. <laughs> this oh is the god. strongest opening topic we've had since the NFT one. I just wanted to get this out of the way, and we got it done, and we're here. <laughs> There's um, we might just wait till the till the questions, because there are some other things we should probably discuss. Um, we have we have a couple of updates in terms of topics we've discussed in previous episodes. A little more information on it, but they are actually asked directly. I I want to get this one out of the way because I feel like Sirius. I'm sorry to drop this on you, but I don't know anything about this. 
Have you heard of more green friendly solutions for NFTs? And I guess Double Jump is taking that in terms of the Sega NFTs. So, so the problem is that as far as like energy consumption is concerned, NFTs as they stand largely require grabbing from standard power grids, which are not primarily clean energy. And there's no way to control for that because the when you're doing blockchaining, blockchaining doesn't care like where you are geographically as long as you can turn on your computer and participate in the blockchain. You would have to effectively control power grids in general or make sure that only PCs that were verified via IP, I guess, were connected to green power. That's the only way you'd be able to do it. So like there's uh, that's the only way I can think of. Like I'm not. I'm not an expert on it. I just know it uses up a lot of power. Uh, and it's not like with cryptocurrency where you're making up that power specifically to to build value of something. You're making something that will lose all value at the drop of a hat. So I think that you could do it, but it would be really weird because of how blockchaining works. I think this might be something we might need to come back around to when we have a little more information research on our side. So we will... We'll come back around to it when the NFTs drop, I'm sure. So that was at least something that people were bringing up in the in the comments. Like, hey, they're they're doing a more green, effective way. But I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to know what I'm talking about there. Uh, but, I mean, good standard advice for everybody. If you don't know what NFTs are or where you stand on them or anything else, it, it doesn't hurt to do more research than just listening to guys talk on, on a podcast. It's true. Go do some research. And, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. We can't win every single fight when it comes to, you know, keeping your environment safe and friendly and healthy. I mean, I mean, just existing, we're leaving a carbon footprint. But, you know, little fights you can win. Try and try and win them. That's all. And before anyone asks how this is relevant, no planet, no Sonic games. There is that. I think I think the, the, the thing to come in is that you you can never be 110% waste free. That is impossible. But you can try to be better where you have the ability to. And I mean, if if they are trying to find a better way of generating these uh, domains, then most of my problems largely go away because I don't care that NFT is a fad. I think that it's a silly fad. I think it's dumb. But that's not an argument as to why somebody shouldn't do it. That's just me personally not participating. So if they can do it green wise, then cool. I, I ceased having issues. There we go. Okay. All well, right. those are the two things I kind of wanted to update everybody on. Um, and I know I saw somebody, I, I ticked off a couple of people when I, when I said, let's just address this right now. Um, I said the meta era was gatekeeping. I was just stumbling through words. Um, that was not remotely okay for me to say that it's gatekeeping. I don't like the term, but I need to make it clear. I don't dislike any of the um, the YouTubers. Um, let's just get it out of the way. Like like Jay specifically, I know he's the one that, that coined it. I don't dislike anybody that, that uses that term or coined the term or anything like that. I have my problems with the term itself. And I think that's more just coming down to where we stand as Sonic fans and our perspective on the entire thing. Um, but just kind of, it, it, me and Pop were talking, we, we should have really just been recording the whole thing. I was just kind of putting all together my thoughts about what the meta era means to me in, term, in terms of a term. And I, I just think it's very 
I, don't, it, I, I still think it encompasses all the important things that happened in this past set of years. I don't think it's healthy to clump the, I call it the boost era. So that's why I'm, I'm pausing there because I'm going to call it the boost era. I think that just because Sonic Unleashed does some things better in terms of storytelling and everything, I think it's kind of silly to dismiss it because it's such a transitionary game. Well, not to mention, like, as far as games that actually engage in, in meta commentary, you've got kind of colors and boom. And, and really, boom, it's more the TV show than the actual game that does it. Like, Forces doesn't really indulge in, in the meta comedy that much. It's just a little more slapstick than it maybe needs to be for the story they're trying to tell. Unleashed, like you said, it has its own story that isn't concerned with with any of that. Lost World doesn't really have one of those more meta stories. Like, the writing is not... It's kind of like an in-between uh, Colors and Forces, where it's like it doesn't have the same level of attempts at cringy humor as Colors does, but it also takes itself a little more seriously, closer to Forces. Well, I, I just wanted to get this out of the way right now, because I think this needs to be a larger topic at a different time. And I really wouldn't mind talking. I've had wonderful talk conversations with with Jeb, who I know is friends with Jay. And I, I'm, I'm very concerned that these people that are more passionate about um, the Sonic Adventure games are going to see me as somebody who's actively trying to poo-poo everything they enjoy. Of course it's, you it's are. That's not what I'm You've, about. We, we, me and Pup hate I'm, you because you hate Adventure 2, I'm an angry, asshole. I'm an angry... Well, God. Well, I, I just... <laughs> the entire point of my channel is... Again, literally finding the good in the bad. That basically means, you know, dancing in the gray. It means discovering what other people like where you don't always agree with them. Or, you know, with some games I love, basically, like, here's here's what I love about it. And I can talk about it from a very passionate and personal place. But I'm getting to a point in the Sonic series where it's going to be the reverse, where... It's going to be the cranky old man coming to discover what other people love about this franchise. That was the entire point I was getting to at the end of the Sonic 3 Knuckles video. And we're I'm going to be butting heads with people. And as you guys are hearing me without a script in front of me, I am a cynical, cranky dude sometimes. And I'm quick to have a temper and be sassy and all this other stuff. And I'm going... I don't know. Like That's why we have conversations and we get to a point where we all understand where we're coming from and everyone's happy and rainbows and shit like that. But I just wanted to kind of, kind of put that out on the table. Like when I say I don't like the meta era in, in terms of a term, I feel it's very dismissive and I don't like that. Those games are being defined by people that don't like those games. That, that's not fair to those fans. That's not fair to, everything that those games have done for the franchise. That's not fair to this community we've built. That's not fair to the fact that YouTube exists and we all have an audience here to share these thoughts with and argue about and debate. We didn't have that when I was growing up with all this stuff. There's always been meta jokes. I mean, for fuck's sake, look at Archie. It was nothing but meta jokes. It was obnoxious. They've always been reactionary to fans. That's why Shadow has a gun. Like, this stuff isn't that different, but I'm saying all that and have these passionate thoughts about it without really sitting down with like the source of it. Like Jay, like I know his video, I watched a bit of it, but I have not finished it. And I think it's very important for me to understand where Jay and Jeb and Ruby and all these guys who love this stuff 
and have these passionate thoughts and frustrations, I feel it's important to understand where they are coming from before I, you know, I keep running my mouth the way I have been doing. So I apologize if I've offended anybody. I don't like the term and I may not even be interpreting it correctly. So um, if those guys want to chat, I'd love to chat with them. Otherwise I will sit down and, you know, take in their thoughts and, um, you know, elaborate on that going forward, because I think the meta era discussion is an important discussion for every one of us who are sticking around as fans, regardless of our age. Um, Cause it's, it's uh, definitely resonated with people and that's something worth looking into. But as cranky old man, Nick, I call it the boost games and I'm going to stick with that for, for now. So there is all my rambling out out of the way. Thank you guys for sitting there patiently while I uh, got that out there because I really wish me and Pub had just recorded because we had a great conversation before well, Sirius got here. Well, well, wow, that's a that's certainly a statement. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we've um, we've had uh, Sonic Boom DVDs, NFTs, Nick's apology. Right, what's next on you? He's he's literally <laughs> he's literally now the game apologizer. Well, that again, like that's why the, you guys need <laughs> the circle is complete. I'm back loop de loop like those bees have shown me the way. The the arc on the space colony arc. Um, so I will say this: if anybody doesn't doesn't believe that Nick is like his default is cranky old man, you should have seen him on Monster Hunter yesterday. And here's the thing: you need to understand about that. Anybody <laughs> who was in his stream. We'll walk away from that thinking Nick hates this fucking game more than anything in, in the world. Because I was bitching and moaning and cranky and I'm tired and I don't want to fucking read. For God's sakes, game, let me just stab this goose. But <laughs> like today, though, day two, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I kind of want to go fuck around some more with this. Like, that's just how I am. I'm very loud and obnoxious and stupid. And you don't see that in the videos because... All that thought process is laid out. That's why I take a long time with those videos. My forces video would have been a mess because my first my first uh, run through with the draft was just I don't understand what this game is doing. I don't know what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is this feeling of anger rising? So irritated, but I don't feel anything, and I'm bored, but it's competent. I guess what the fuck is this? Um, Nick might be cranky, but I assure you he's the right kind of cranky. If this guy were my neighbor, I would so be putting flaming dog turds on his porch. He's just he the would. perfect kind of cranky. Because we, we, we just want to get that reaction out of him, that's all. Yeah. Well, I gave all that just trying to, trying to you know, put it all on the table and be nice and let everybody know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here because we all love the same thing. And no matter how heated we get, let's come together and celebrate that. And I'm putting all that on the table now because I think Pup is about to start a flame war with our main topic of the day. It's me. So, Pup, are you are you ready? Because me, me and you have both played and thoroughly enjoyed this. We got we got some thoughts. I've got my sleeves rolled up. I'm ready to fight. Let's do this. Let's fucking so, go. There's some bad omens ahead, everyone. Let's go. Oh, my God. I was going to do like a grand reveal, but now you just fucking gave it away. Thank you, sir. You're Anyways, welcome. Sonic Omens from Ouroboros Studios. 
So, uh, <laughs> to mute my mic for a second because I just coughed. But um, <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about the drama surrounding this game at the time when I first heard about it. I saw this trailer and thought, that looks awesome. So I downloaded it and I've played the breakthrough, the first episode, and I think it's just terrific from its presentation through to how Sonic controls, which is obviously thanks to the Sonic Infinity engine. Um, the level design, I think, is really exhilarating and fun. The boss design is great. Bit of a difficulty spike, but really good. And um, yeah, I've just been incredibly impressed with what I've been seeing here. But such is life for old Channel Pup. Not everybody loves this as much as he does. And I've been really intrigued as to why. So I've seen a variety of people really just duking on this game, saying it's not as impressive as everybody says it is, and that, you know, because it's popular, they can therefore shit on the game, which is no fault of the game itself, just people... I guess you could say they're overpraising it, but like, anyway, moving along, I found out that at the root of this problem is the fact that the own, the creators of this game have a patron account, and so this automatically means that they're monetizing the game, apparently, and the reason why Sonic fans all of a sudden care about copyright is because if people are monetizing fan projects, that means Sega will no longer allow fan projects to be a thing. Now they might end up my, going the route um, of Nintendo, which I've I've seen as an argument. Yeah, I've seen that argument. Now the thing I would say immediately is, you can get unlicensed Sonic merch all over Etsy. They haven't put a ban on that. There are monetized Sonic animations all over YouTube. There hasn't been a ban on that. Even down to the point where Sega have acknowledged some of them. And there hasn't been any kind of ban on that. And, like, I don't see why Sega... I, I just think the whole thing of Sega changing their attitude because of this is pretty un unsubstantiated right now. But then there's the patron thing in itself. While the creators of the game have a patron, that does not mean that the game is, by any stretch, a commercialized or monetized product. There are no ads running on the game. They're not selling the game. You can't pay to get the game. You can only get the game for free. And an argument I've heard is that a patron reward for some of the patrons back when the game was in development were demos. But that's not a product still. Like, if it's done under patron, it's classified as a reward. When you go on patron... You don't buy stuff, you don't buy products, you support creators. And I think a thing people are also neglecting is there will have been a lot of money sunk into this, getting people to animate, getting voice actors, unless they're all friends, I don't know. But like getting the music done will probably have cost them some money. Um, and for every day that they're working on this game, they're not working at their jobs, they're making this game for you to play and everything. So like the thing is creators using Patreon as a means for getting income when they can't monetize the actual things they're doing is nothing new and they've had some stretch goals as well on there dedicated to sonic omens and that's perfectly within legality it's all completely fine it's non-commercial um and if you actually look at the patron most of it is dedicated to original projects and not necessarily the sonic fan game i can understand why people are a bit sus about it but it has led to people just throwing shit at this fan game and as someone that's creating a sonic fan game myself which i know is not going to be as good as sonic omens i'm feeling pretty discouraged i feel like i just want to keep my vision for myself and not release it publicly if it's going to get this kind of response so i'm saying while there's nothing confirmed the people that are screaming and shouting are hurting the sonic fan community more than the sonic omens team are 
if you I'd also like to point out that if you look at discussion online about Sonic Omens, what you tend to find is you have people going, oh, this game is ass. Also, it's illegal. Like that's that's kind of the conversation that ends up happening. And this is very different than and and granted, this is not a a fair comparison, but this is very different than the conversation that was happening around, say, AM2R when uh, Nintendo did it cease and desist on AM2R. And for those who don't know, AM2R is another Metroid 2 remake. It was a full uh, remake headed over the course of about 10 years for uh, Metroid 2, bringing it up to the same standards as we would expect from, say, Super Metroid or Metroid Zero Mission. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that the concern about legality is valid because if you are using an IP that does not belong to you, technically... Uh, it, it would be entirely legal for Sega to engage in a cease and desist. That's a thing that they can do because copyright law, especially here in the States, so Sega of America could do this, uh, is that if you do not defend your IP, if you do not protect it, uh, there is a chance that you can be liable to lose it. At, at least and if this you... would be whether the game is monetized or not, like any fact. This, this would be whether the game is monetized or not. It's about IP protection. So... Yeah. There is there is concern, and I understand that concern, and it makes sense, uh, which is why usually the best course of action for any company that wants to do, say, what Sega is doing, is they have two options. Uh, option A, when they find a fan project and they have to acknowledge it, they can either shut it down or they can hire the fan and appropriate the rights to the project. Uh, this is what Valve did years ago with uh, IceFrog when they got the, the rights to Dota so they can make Dota 2. Take uh, basically hiring the person who has the rights to it so that the company can then get the rights from that person and then use it to make their own stuff. Uh, That is a way they can do it without shitting on the creator. The other method that they have, aside from obviously shutting something down, uh, they can just choose to ignore, uh, which is largely what Sega's done. They, They try to ignore when stuff happens, because if you ignore fan projects, you don't uh, talk about their existence. Then in a court of law, when you're sat down, uh, when you're asked, hey, did your uh, did your company take any action about this? Well, no, we didn't know that it was going on. Like you can avoid that up until the point where a court case happens, which if you're not taking the other people to court, I doubt that anybody's going to take you, the company, to court because that's just expensive, inconvenient and not a good idea. Uh, But we're not going to talk about instances where that has happened. Um, Video penders, I mean, pending. (laughs) <laughs> I'm of two minds about this whole thing. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um. So, part of me just uh, and I'm, I think mostly I just agree with you guys. I I really, uh, I'll just put this out here. I I don't really care either way. <laughs> um, when it comes down to it. Um. <clears throat> but, um, just on the side of people who are calling them out for it, I do appreciate that the Sonic community is despite all the infighting and debating and everything, they're very self-governing as well. They appreciate what they have with this fan community and they don't want to bite the hand that feeds and they don't want to tempt fate. So when they see something that looks a little suspicious, they're going to call it out and be like, look, don't mess with a good thing, please. Don't bite the apple in the Garden of Eden. I don't think that was a great... Great allegory, but you get it. Um, so I, I appreciate it on that front. The rest of it, um, 
I, again, I, I don't, I'm with you guys. I really don't see the big deal in terms of a, a Patreon support. I understand that it's a video game and Sega makes video games. And why can't we compare that to other forms of media? It's, uh, I'm not trying to call out Splash Dash, but like this was just one argument he made in his video. A very good uh, put together video, by the way. But like just to counteract the point he made, and I feel bad because he's not here like talking about his his thoughts on the matter. This is a very one sided uh, opinion we're all sharing in a room here. Um, but um, he did point out like, well, what about all those people that say, what about all the fan art and everything? And he responded, well, Sega is not selling you know art like that's not their primary product i don't think that matters either way i don't think any um, company for the most part like in the last 20 years has really gone after fan art so the what about the fan art thing is, is well, not a good argument well no the that... argument the argument is not that specifically i think it's more of like a uh house of cards situation is like and i think this is where a lot of people are, are finding concern because they have to address that, don't they? If this is technically a Sonic fan game that's making money, what actually is stopping Sega or anybody from questioning any other fan project? Like, how different is it really from YouTubers making a Patreon, Patreon page and uh, releasing their content early? Like I, I have my game. job because uh, I'm a Sonic fan. No matter how much I try to do other stuff out there, my bread and butter is going to be because Sonic did well on YouTube. Like there's it's we're in a gray murky territory. So if this is not okay, what makes the rest of this okay? Well, that's something I was going to say is like, do you guys know how Patreon really became popular was it started to really pick up momentum during the where's the fair use thing on YouTube when Basically, people were not able to monetize fair use YouTube videos for using copyrighted clips and stuff like that. They were facing lots of copyright claims, and so basically the accusation from studios was, you're making money out of our IPs. So P these content producers created Patreons, because with Patreon, it's not the content that's monetized, it's just donations going to the creators. It's not now, even, it's not even donations. Know. It's not even donations. It's it's effectively tips because if we're in the realm of legal conversations, you're not getting donations on Patreon. You're getting tips. Donations as a legal classification of tax free, uh, like tax free holdings to somebody, and Patreon doesn't even fall into that. Right. So something I wanted to kind of tackle is like Sega could at any point retract our liberties with fan projects at any time, and it could be anything that causes it which is why i really do not think we should point fingers by all means be concerned but ask questions before you point fingers is my advice for the sonic community uh because uh, there's a lot you know of unsubstantiated stuff going on people saying it's illegal and stuff that's not really we don't have that line in the sand yet um and i've had a lot of great conversations with people that have been thoroughly against it um but also just like something I'm seeing in a lot of YouTube videos, though, that is by no means helping. And unfortunately, Splash Dash's video falls victim to this as well. I'm sorry, Splash Dash. I love you as a creator. You got a lot of attention in your work and you know, you, you know, a lot goes into making these. But it's when people kind of take the opportunity to not so much critique the game in a way that is helpful, 
but kind of just shit on it. Like, some points that Splash Dash made was that the level design, some of the worst he'd ever seen, etc. like that. And let's be real, that is a hyperbolic statement, but also just, like, the whole thing of, like, I wouldn't say this had the fan communities not over-celebrated the game. But that's not on the creators. That's the, the way Sonic fans receive their game is not on the creators, so it's not fair to discourage fan content creators because people are maybe quote-unquote over-celebrating something. Here's the thing, the whole you should work for Sega thing is not a helpful response to a fan game because the odds are they can't. A lot of these fan games are made in Unreal Engine or Unity. Sega operate using Havoc. It's a completely different framework and it, it costs something to use. It's not exactly open source. So a lot of the time, no. A, a person that can make a fan game on Unity or Unreal is probably going to end up working on the mobile games because I do believe they do use those engines. But that's a tangent. The point is there's a lot of very unhelpful response to fan games in general, and this doesn't just apply to Sonic Omens. There's such a thing as over-celebrating, but I think also people are holding fan games to way too high standards and they're kind of taking the opportunity to do that because they're a bit sus about the legal going ons and that's just not right because it's only going to discourage people in the sonic community especially when we've got big voices doing this like and again i'm sorry splash dash i know this is a one-sided thing if you want to chat with me at any point more than welcome to i would love to discuss this with you um so this is not just a let's shit on Splash Dash Fest, just to clarify. So I will say this. The, there's actually a word for what you're describing, and it's called an ad hoc ad hoc rationalization. It literally, when somebody comes up with a variety of, of arguments against something, not because the arguments themselves are valid, but because something just happened, and now they need a bunch of stuff to fit it. So like when somebody says, uh, AM2R is great, as an example, and then they defend it wholeheartedly and then say Sonic Omens comes out and they don't defend it and they say, no, 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 illegal, blah, 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 is bad. Uh, but it's it, if it comes from a place of they don't like the game first and now they're shitting on it, that's ad hoc. They're making that argument specifically because this thing's in a category of stuff they don't like, not because they're being consistent. So well, I need to jump in. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't shitting on the level design of the Omens project. He was shitting on the level design of what it was originally last year. Yeah, yeah 2020. Um, he did compliment more on Omens in terms of shaking up. And I, I this is uh, besides the overall point you two are making right now. I don't disagree with a lot of uh, his uh, critical um, issues with it. Um, I think his overall point is a, a, a valid one in, in the sense, like, like I was saying, like about the self-governing for a Sonic community, which is, this is getting a lot of traction and like, this is going to show up on Sega's radar. You don't want to wake up, wake up day, ah, daddy Sega, because so, they tend to, they tend to just, uh, raise earth issues that come up sometimes. That's why we don't have Archie Sonic anymore. Um, so Sega of Japan, I mean, as friendly as uh, Sega of America's branch is, Sega of Japan, ain't the same thing. So if like this becomes like a big enough thing where they have to legally do something about it, I don't like that's, blame that them for, that, for showing concern and addressing this. And that's not so, a scenario that anybody wants to be in. We'd rather we'd rather be in a scenario where we're able to have fan projects that look and feel nice to supplement fans just being creative 
And he did like give a lot of good examples of like, here are some good fan games you should try out. And I, again, like as far as critique of it as a project, I I didn't put on a, such a high caliber because it's a fan game. It looks like a fan game. I would hate this thing if this was an official release, despite the, you know, the, some of the really cool stuff they do there. I do think there's a lot of design problems and I personally want to see what more they can do, but. I mean, if it's going to skirt the line, we need to talk about it as complicated as it is. So what I was um, kind of trying to get at, though, is like, regardless of whether it's 2020 or Omens or whatever, um, criticism for fan games, like, it is a tricky area. I find, like, I generally don't review a fan project in any kind of scathing way unless the creator of it has directly come to me asking for negative feedback or something like that. Um... And that's the thing with fan projects, is I've seen, like, some of the complaints that they're getting are things that, realistically, they're not going to be able to change. Or maybe they've just drawn their line in the sand there. Like, I think, by all means, critique things. Say, you know, this this could be better, but I've seen people saying, like, oh, Sonic's quills are moving in this direction. What an embarrassment and stuff like that. And I think if it's, like, factoring into an overall wholly negative thing, you do need to check yourself. You do need to check what it's standards you're holding to this project as. Because a Sonic fan game is one person or group's vision that they are sharing with you, and that has to be taken into account every time. You have to be prepared to be respectful. Saying, this sucks and stuff. It's like, if you've put all that time and effort into producing this and sharing it with people and they're saying it's a mess, fuck you. That's like, the thing is, I'm someone that does make fan projects alongside my videos and reviews and stuff, which might influence how I review things differently. You guys, if anyone like remembers my channel at a time when I was doing constant Spider-Man reviews, it was when I released my Spider-Man fan film that my entire style of criticism changed there is a, res a, a perspective that you gain from doing it yourself it, making a fan game making any kind of fan project is fucking hard especially without financial backing especially without a company backing and that needs to be taken into account so before you point out that tails has a russian accent or that their eyes move funny remember not all the time is your criticism going to be helpful a response i always see is Without criticism, how do people improve? Simple. People are self-critical. People know what they want to achieve and will know when it is time to draw the line in the sand. And oftentimes these people shitting on these projects, saying this needs to change and this needs improving, they've already drawn that line in the sand. It's no longer helpful. I'm not saying you can't critique. I'm not saying you can't criticize. Not at all. I know some people are going to take me out of context saying that because it's happened before. But <laughs> know what you're critiquing and critique it accordingly. And that's the thing I've seen so many people, people I would consider my friends, fail at. So I'm not saying this with any kind of bias, but be respectful with your critiquing. Be respectful with your questioning. Don't start a smear campaign just because you've got cold feet about copyright. Ask the questions. And I've also heard people saying the Sonic Omens guys are very anti-criticism. They've got every right to be because you didn't pay for this project. That's all I'm going to say. So, like, yeah, like, respect that these creators are human beings at the end of the day who have their own standards that they're working towards. Well, at the same time, man, like if they're 
they're putting stuff out there and regardless of how you dress it up, you're expected to pay money to contribute, then you need to be ready for that backlash there. You need to be ready for those expectations and I mean that that's just part of that's just part of the game, man. As part of the if game. You don't, if you don't have the skin for under- it, like don't like, I'm don't, just in- don't bother. I'm just I'm just encouraging people on the internet to be encouraging to a fan creator so, environment. I will I will say this. I think the the best dividing line because it, it I don't feel like it was really mentioned. The best dividing line is learning the difference between a takedown and constructive criticism. Yeah. Constructive right. criticism can be incredibly helpful to a creator even if they've drawn that line in the sand because sometimes there are things that they might reconsider. For instance, I never considered on my channel having an avatar that could, you know, sync up with my motions because I drew that line in the sand ages ago and said, that's too much work. I can't do it. That's impossible. And then a way was found, as it was suggested to me years later, and that uh, that line basically disappeared. When you are engaging... Ask yourself this. What are you wanting? Like, be goal oriented. So if you're if you're looking at a creator and you're wanting them to improve, how are you wanting them to improve? First of all, do you want them to make a product that is closer to what you want? Or are you wanting to improve the product that they're trying to give you? And I know that these might sound similar, but they're they're really not. So if I were to sit down with with Channel Pup and say, hey, you should uh, you should talk about X, Y and Z, and that would make your channel better. That is not constructive criticism. That's just trying to morph Pup's channel into something that I would rather consume. Constructive criticism would be, hey, Pup, so when you said this thing in this video, I think it could have been worded better like this. Maybe your message would have been delivered better. That's more constructive. Now I'm framing it in, here's what you were trying to give to people. Here's how I think that could have been done better. When you're shitting on a... I was going to say, when you're shitting on a fan project, it's perfectly fine to criticize a fan project. It's it's a thing that's out there. Whether or not you pay money for it, I I I I don't think that factors into the conversation. I really don't. When you're criticizing a fan project, figure out what they're trying to do and figure out how it could be better. As an example, for Sonic Omens, for those who've played it, the Egg Dragoon boss fight. Not to not to spoil much, but it is the first boss. The Egg Dragoon boss fight. That boss fight, I think, is great as it is, but there's a handful of things that I think would need to be changed. One, I don't think the egg ponds need to be in it. I think the egg ponds detract from that fight. They don't add to it. Two, I think there needs to be at least a single extra second of vulnerability time whenever yeah, I agree. whenever the egg dragoon finds itself uh, about to uh, about to be hit. And then with that extra second of vulnerability time, I think he could he could. Uh, have maybe one or two less hits of health so that you are not having to tank that boss fight for as long as you are. I think those things would effectively make that boss fight better and still would be perfectly in line with the vision that Ouroboros Studios is trying to put out for that fight. 100%. Like that's, I agree with that. That, I think, is constructive criticism. If I were to just sit here and say, this is fucking stupid, I don't like this, this is dumb, I I hate everything about this, that's not constructive criticism, that's just me not liking a thing. You're able to not like a thing, but it helps nobody. Completely. Like, um, the thing I would also say, though, is if people are going to have, like, such thick and fast, like, also nitpick criticisms, because I've seen people saying, like, the eyelids move weird, the voices are weird, and stuff like that. The eyelids thing, unless you can suggest a technique for them, like, maybe just 
like because it's a lot to ask them to overhaul every eyelid movement every everything um, and it feels snap auto generated but that's fine because it's a fan project that people are doing in their in their off time and yeah even then it's fucking impressive what they've achieved regardless and that is something people need to note is whether you like the end product or not you shouldn't undermine the achievement that's basically the main thing i'm trying to say here i think i have a tendency to trip over my words but i think if you're just gonna go like for example i played this game called sonic venture on dreams and i really enjoyed it but there were some things that glared to me so i rather make a video saying this is a problem this is a problem this is the problem and stuff i went to their discord server and i just said great thing you got going on here love the project if I may, I have a few little notes on how I think this can be improved, and I just kind of came up with some like comprehensive things on saying, like, okay, so this could do with an extra path here, maybe make this platform a bit bigger and stuff like that. Just stuff that can actually help them, as opposed to saying, God, this level design is... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that, that's the thing I'm just seeing way too much of with Sonic Omens, is people are just making these very blanket statements about the game, ignoring what will have gone into it, and it is just going to be discouraging towards fan creators. That's, that's a big issue for me, um, because I try to create fan content as well. Like, I've got my own Sonic fan game in the works, and I can tell you all right now, it's not going to be as good as Sonic Omens. It's not. And it's like... Is it going to be held to that same standard? Because if it is, maybe I'll just keep it to myself. Maybe I'll just play it as my Sonic game. That's the kind of position I'm in right now. And people call me a snowflake. People say, this is the internet. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm still look, looking out for myself. Every, everybody, my everybody's got a finite amount of mental energy they can spend on something. If anybody here is familiar with the term spoons, you don't have to take something that you're creating you don't have to shove it in front of the world if putting it in front of the world is going to tax you mentally then don't like, that's you, the you thing look though, out i for don't you. think it should i don't think it should have to be that way i still think we should hold content creators who are critiquing things to account for when they're just not being fair and that's understandable so, okay we're having two separate conversations here we were talking about the quality of this project we are also talking about how they are going about funding it, um, funding themselves, and if that is or is not okay to do. I, I think, think that extra thing... part in there does make a difference. And I know, Cyrus, I know you say like if it's paid for or not, doesn't make a difference. I think it does. Because Ouroboros is putting themselves out there as a game studio. They're putting themselves out there saying like, hey, we deserve monetization for what we're doing, regardless of how, whatever legal loopholes we, we dance through, like we feel we are deserving of our time and energy into this project. And when you put it on that level, I don't think it's entirely unreasonable to have people like really look at them on that next level. Like, okay, there are these other Sonic fan projects out there. What makes you special? What makes you stand out from everything else that's out there for free? Why should I treat this any differently than like somebody who's just making this for fun or like for building their portfolio or building experience, something they can make as a proof of concept? Because when you look at it in that perspective, and I don't blame Sonic fans for looking at it like this, like 
like just when you cut it down to the core i think people are trying to say like look let's just cut the bullshit and call this for what it is they are trying to fund a son fund a sonic game is that okay and to do again not necessarily i can make a point of comparison on my own here is that they do a variety of different projects and there's a lot pertaining to those different projects on that patreon page the way i see it is uh, a couple of years back uh, 2019 i made a spider-man fan film i also run a patron and uh, one of the patron rewards was getting the first look at that fan film getting little behind the scenes clips and stuff but it wasn't to fund the fan film it was to help pay my bills effectively and that's kind of like it would be like saying i'm trying to sell my spider-man fan film i'm not and it would be like saying it needs to be held to that standard because it was patron funded. It wasn't. It was a passion project that I did as a creator that has a patron dedicated to just my general portfolio. Well, again, though, Pup, I think that's more just, you know, dancing around what people are actually doing, which is if they're going to be funding this thing that they're passionate about or not. Um that's kind of if what I'm it's... talking about here. Like we're 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 in a very complicated situation here with with this game, and I I think I'm ultimately with you guys in terms of like it's a very dangerous thing to just blanket statement everything. Like pick it apart, make your own decisions, make your own you know opinions from all this. Because like how many people were actually on the on the Patreon page? And I don't know if they like changed it from the backlash or not. But I'm on the Patreon page right now, and I mean. Legally, I don't see any issue with with what they have on here. Just in terms of uh, what they have for tiers, you have access to a Patreon feed. That's your reward for one month. Uh, I can show you my screenshot. So he, it's a my. It's just one person. Okay, I can show you my screenshots and some information on projects. Five dollars a month, you gain access to our team Discord server and animation materials. Maybe it's more than one person. <laughs> Uh, 20, uh, we don't have anything for higher tiers and 100, we don't have anything for higher tiers. So it makes me think that they had, uh, they must have had stuff there before that they must have taken down. I don't know. Allegedly there were demos or something, but like, again, that's it's what I've heard as well. Product. Well, let me ask this. Um, at the end of the day, when this game is done, is it something you have to pay for or is all no. this stuff readily available for you right now? Cause I didn't pay a fucking dollar to play. It's still readily available. Elements. If they paywalled the game, I would have a completely different attitude. And as well as that, like if it was a Kickstarter project with a big financial goal, again, I think I would be a bit more inclined to be critical. Not, not that I'm not already like I still stand by the Egg Dragoon is way too much of a difficulty spike for where it takes place in the game. Um, but like, I, I don't, I, I think there's whatever we're, we're diverting. Basically what point. I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is all critiquing should be kept respectful. That doesn't mean it will. It won't. I'm very much shouting at a cloud with this. People are going to come at me and say, this is the internet. But my response is don't be part of the problem. And the thing is, I, I, I'm not going to completely say Sonic Omen's crew are definitely innocent, but from what I'm seeing here, as a fan creator myself, and as someone who has a patron, it's one of two things. It's fan games shouldn't be funded, and if you're making fan projects, you shouldn't be funded. And it's just kind of weird to me. It's just kind of baffling that... People are kind of treating it as though Sonic Omens is the only thing this studio make. I mean, I get it. It's going to have a bigger audience because it's a Sonic thing. 
but like i you know they are a bigger they have a bigger portfolio than just sonic and i i can understand maybe maybe they were leaning too much into that project as part of the patron maybe they were i understand they did have stretch goals and stretch goals are a perfectly normal part of any kickstarter thing like you gotta remember, I'm not just in the Sonic community, I'm in the Spider-Man community. I've seen Spider-Man fan films get Kickstarter budgets and stuff, and I've seen Kickstarters where the money's just gone clearly straight into the pockets of the individuals making it. But it's like, you know, I've seen this in multiple other regions, and seeing Sonic fans get confronted with this, I'm seeing how panicked they are. And I'm just trying to say, as someone who's seen it with multiple other fandoms, Calm the fuck down. Let Sega worry about that. It doesn't necessarily eliminate your right to make fan films because Sega could have done that ages ago, whether these fan fan games were funded or not. So, so it, it comes down. Or sorry, Nick. One one quick thing. I think it go does, for it. Go for it. It does. There is one elephant in the room. Yes, Sega could have done this at any point, but let me tell you a story about a little game called Super Smash Brothers. Very briefly, anybody who's been part of the Smash Brothers competitive scene knows that there was a time where we had uh, events in SoCal, we had Evo, we had uh, tournaments in Atlanta, and these tournaments largely focused on whatever game was, uh, was new, but also Melee. And Super Smash Bros. Melee, almost universally, always had the higher funding. And when it was streamed, it always had more viewers. Melee was huge. Now, this is going to be a, a little bit analogous, not super one-to-one, -one, because this is an internal game company with its own stuff. But Nintendo themselves shut down Melee at tournaments over the course of about three years when Smash 4 came out. And they did this because Melee was getting more viewership and Nintendo was not getting any funding from this anymore. This is a game that they themselves made. And yet, Nintendo still felt that their old IP was a threat to their new IP because it had gained enough traction to be that. I understand that Sega has a different track record now, but if you look back 10 years ago, Sega's track record is actually very similar to what Nintendo's is now, prior to this new era where Sega brings in people like Christian Whitehead and Tyson Hess. They used to not be like that. They used to be closer to how Nintendo operates at the moment. And Nintendo has gotten more lax. They used to take a portion of funding from any YouTube video featuring Nintendo products. So, just understand there's a little bit of history and there is there is the argument that Sega hasn't done this before, they could have done this at any point, it doesn't really hold water because Nintendo allowed Smash Brothers tournaments with their older IPs to be perfectly normal and broadcastable and everything until they didn't, until they started trying to sponsor the tournaments themselves. And once they started doing that and adding in their own stuff, then they started knocking Melee out to the point where a fan project that allowed Melee to run online via Dolphin, Nintendo also started throwing out cease and desist orders for. And this is a thing that is happening, again, with their own IP. When we're talking about a company having a history of not getting involved, usually that history of not getting involved is completely, uh, is completely in line 
with how how large that project is and what that proximity that project has to their current funding. If Sonic Omens is seen is start starts to be seen as an argument for not picking up a new Sonic game, because why would you play Sonic Forces 2 uh, when you could just play Omens and Omens does the story better, has better animation, plays better, what have you, all of your all your arguments. If that is seen as a threat in any way, shape, and form, they are a multi-billion dollar company at the end of the day. They can and will shut that down, and they have done so in the past. The mere fact that the last decade has been very generous towards fans does not mean that they have to continue doing so if it affects their pocketbook, as happened with Nintendo. But Corporations as, are not your friends. As I've also kind of said, though, if they were to remove any correlation to Sonic Omen's on their patron and maybe that is the advisable course here then they're surely D doesn't as matter far as any fan is yeah but then we're basically asking the question should people that make fan projects have a patron no 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 no, no. patron doesn't factor into this at all pup for this part the existence that's, no that's not what i'm saying though is it because if that's the case you can put the blame on any sonic fan project yes you can because that's th this point that's yeah. my point that is that is exactly my point because okay so we're kind of in the okay we're on the same boat here then. because yeah. Nintendo did that with poke with uh not Pokemon Platinum uh Pokemon Uranium they did that with AM2R and they did that with their own IP before companies the size of Sega and larger and smaller have done exactly this the the Patreon argument I un I understand there's a lot of of back and forth where that's concerned about how do we make the Patreon in such a way that our project is not a direct violation of the profit side of copyright but at the end of the day the IP protection side of copyright is where Sega could take anyone to court at any point and it doesn't matter if they're making money on it at all they merely have to be using the characters yeah right okay if anyone's at threat it's Sonic Robo Blast 2 more than anybody else. That's just that's the nature of things, guys. That has way more of a community than this does. I'm still looking at the Patreon page. And again, I'm sure this is partially because of the backlash. There's 34 patrons supporting Omens. It's ultimately what we're asking you guys to do, whether you agree with Pup or Cirrus or me, even though you know I'm kind of middle of the road with everything, is just a little more critical thinking. That's all we're asking. We're not trying to shit on Splash Dash. We're not trying to split shit on anybody yes. who's yeah. looking at no, this critically we are no just asking hunting. no witch hunting either way be it splash or um or boros we're or just saying the sonic robo blast 2 team like if you feel like they're a threat <laughs> don't go witch hunting them celebrate their achievements guys are you with them or are you with us are you with the corporate or are you with the underdogs Come um, on. or it doesn't need to be either is what i'm saying like you're not sega's <laughs> lawyers don't pretend like you are it doesn't fucking matter yep i exactly. appreciate the 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 sonic community against self-governing but you're a lot of you are kids and you don't know what you're talking about i don't know what i'm talking about so calm down it's fine. Also, fuck government. Woo! Like, <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. But like, yeah, no, yeah. You're God. <laughs> no, but no. like, and I'm sorry to be dismissive and talk about age and everything, but guys, like, just promise me you will feel what I'm feeling as age carries on in your life. It's, this is not anything you have to worry about. All you have to worry about is whether or not you like this stuff. Go download the game. Make your own decision on it. You do not have to support these guys. It's probably not going to go anywhere further than than this. 
just a quick flare-up for a week or two from the Sonic community, a, a quick flare-up from the backlash of it, and that's going to be the most of it. It's This is not the biggest Sonic fan project out there. So, yeah, I don't know. All the same, sorry again if I'm sounding dismissive. I'm trying to be less of a curmudgeon on this show. I am still very interested to hear what everybody has to say about this, so I will be paying attention to the comments because, again, I think all three of us are pretty much on the same page you know pop a little bit more on on one thing here um sir you're definitely more knowledgeable on stuff than i am but i've probably we, painted a target on my back in this episode but it's whatever we are whatever. Whatever. we will why, at the end of the day well, it's <laughs> fine but like if people are going to fixate on one silly thing you said and not listen to your entire statement that's their problem yep so that's um yeah, I don't know. Bye. I'm definitely <laughs> interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. And if we talk about it again, I personally just I can't stop thinking about um, yeah, everything I've said about uh, Game Scoop and talking shit on Sonic and everything. I would be very much interested to have somebody in the room with us who strongly disagrees and has, you know, some research and everything else backing them up. So I, I would love to hear from the other side of things next time we talk about it because this is a very fascinating and complicated subject. It is so mailbag madness time. Mailbag yeah. madness time. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's dump in. We got a little bit of time left. Let's open up some mail. Uh, I think this first one is mine. Mm -hmm. It is from Ipso Lizard Yellowtail. Here's a question for a later video. Do you feel like there's a lack of care in the more recent games, Mania being the exception? And I don't mean as far as gameplay or story. I mean with the art team. I enjoyed the Dark Age games the most because of the gameplay or story, although that was uh, not because of the gameplay or story, but for the art books and jukeboxes they added to the game post-game content, specifically games like Sonic Mega Collection Plus and Secret Rings and Unleashed with the art concept book you could unlock and view. I feel like that has been lost through time. Thoughts. So I think... If we're talking just extra extra art booky stuff in the games, like we haven't seen that uh, to my knowledge since generations. Um, yeah, but if we're talking about the general look and feel of the games, I, I do have to agree that I'm not really big on the the look and feel of the Sonic games right now. I don't I don't think that's what they were asking though. I thought they were just asking like how much care there is put into displaying concept art and stuff within the games. Well, I don't I don't know about that either. I mean, I, I'm seeing that there too, but I'm wondering if they're talking about like the general um uh general character models yeah. in Oh, okay. Everything yeah, in general. It, it, it reads the, the, the art art direction really. Yeah, it reads like general aesthetic to me. And if it's if it's about if it when it comes to general aesthetic, I really feel like Sonic in his current form just feels very bland. Even stuff like Generations, as much as I enjoy it, it does feel a little scrubbed clean compared to what we got in say Adventure Heroes, Adventure Two, even stuff like O Six especially if you're looking at stuff like Secret Rings and Black Knight, the current stuff feels very sterilized compared to that. And I understand from a corporate perspective why they would do that. I mean, it's a mascot game at the end of the day, but I also am not, not as big of a fan of that. I'd rather have rough edges, but interesting things to look at. That's us in general, but I think 
ultimately like yeah you described it like why it looks the way it looks and that's because this is a mascot and if things if there's something people complain about when it comes to sonic the hedgehog it's consistency and whether you like it or not um ever since unleash unleash counts i'm sorry guys but ever since unleash they've been way more consistent with uh sonic stylings and um i mean everything else in terms of art direction i'm not the biggest fan of it but i wouldn't really call it lazy either i doubt they have the budget that they used to have for every single project they do and i do think we're in for for something else i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of it and like sir said i understand why it is the way it is i think there's positives along with the negatives in terms of that that general consistency there but in terms of just flat out creativity that people love about the the quote-unquote dark ages um yeah i when i revisit that stuff no matter how janky and messy it is i there's definitely there's definitely some goofy cheesy stuff that i miss and some wild uh, design in terms of character animation and i mean look at writers just that like yeah we're an offshoot and we're going to define that with a different art style and i thought that was kind of cool so um if I have to comment on Sonic's appearance one more time, I'm going to have a fucking midlife crisis. <laughs> so, Do you just want to read I'm the next question ahead, then, Pop? <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, maybe we should just rename the Dark Era to the Experimental Era and accept that Sonic is Sonic these days. But Because um, you can always mine fun from experimental stuff, and I think that's why so many people love that alleged Dark Era so much now, is you can see how experimental it is. And now that it's settled in one place, some people are just like, I want the experimental stuff back. And I don't blame them, but I just think it makes business sense that Sonic is the way he is now. Anyways, I'm sick of making that point. Let's just say um, I miss the internal art books in the games. I miss being able to look at the concept art in a little art room. But that was always a part of the hub world experience. And I miss that too. So that's, yeah, that's my angle on that. It's fair. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of the Dark Age terminology either because again that is a situation of people who don't like those games defining it for other people so um yeah i'm with you guys isn't there's a lot to love in on both of them isn't it so weird that in sonic mega collection you can look at the cover art for every archie comic up to that point yep it's so weird thinking about that now like because knowing how divorced archie was during all of that made that makes that feel really weird yeah man i mean they they <laughs> that's a bigger discussion for a different day but uh sega's just clear lines in the sand and not doing product in integration didn't make any kind of sense and that's why i'm looking at it's a much slower build-up than, than i think people realize because we're just waiting for the next project the next project and the next project but like looking backwards on it I think it's going to be interesting to see just how much they're trying to bring the brand under one umbrella and have it easily defined. And I'm interested to see where they go because I feel like some of those ideas were were born out of the success of generations. And while they didn't make all the, the smart calls there, I think um, I think it's going to get really interesting really soon. So we'll see. I don't know. Pup, take us away. Okay, so Hydrocity Shark, or Hydrocity Shark, whatever you prefer, 
um, asks, does Sonic <laughs> eat the rings? Hydracity. And if so, how does it protect him when hit while also coming out of Sonic in the same ring shape? <laughs> That's a question. Okay, so He's actually, asking you I, specifically I, I about actually, the B rings. I I have an idea for this one. Actually, the B rings are not just made of honey; they're also oh, made wait, of corn. He's not. They're made he's of not. Oh the, my god! The rings are made of corn, and that's why they come out the same shape when he when they leave him. Don't be silly. It's not made out of corn. Those are clearly onion rings. <laughs> okay. Yes, but do you? Okay, do you see onions in your stool when you go, or do you see corn, Nick? You know what I just saw the other day? Like somebody just cooked a fucking onion. That was it. Like he just he just put an onion, put some salt in it, and put it in the oven. That was it. Yeah, that's fucking delicious. Apparently, you guys are lunatics. You're out of your minds. I can. I'll just I toss die. an onion. I don't do anything. I'll just slice <laughs> I an just onion assume... and toss it on the grill. Yeah. No. No. We're. I mean, uh, hydro hydrosity. <laughs> um, he's asking. He's asking one of those questions. Was like, this is clearly a game thing that we are now trying to explain out now that we have a so, bigger wider world to, to deal with and it's uh i just assumed it turned into energy that he absorbed the ring thing because he's asking about the honey rings if they are honey rings. i don't think no, I, don't, I, mis- I think i misinterpreted that but honey anyway yeah. cheerios go i think he might be he, he okay, did so tag if, you he did tag you never mind yeah the fact he's tagged me leads me to think he's maybe tying this in with b theory um so if we're talking <laughs> b theory I think I can't remember now, but did I specify that the rings were honey? Because basically, I don't want to draw that line in the sand and say that they are honey. I would like to say that they're made of magic, and bee magic. They're magic bees. Yeah, what they're the magic fuck bees. do you want bees here? For? I don't. He it okay. gets crazy. Look, look, no, no, actually, no. The bee thing makes. Pup, I'm on board. Okay, look, listen. The B thing makes sense, and here's why. Early Sonic games were all the, like the the aesthetic design was about the difference between ecology and industrialization. Now, what what leads to all the flowers on Green Hill being able to exist? Bees pollinating. Eggman exactly. never uses bees in any of his mech. He hates bees. He he wants them all destroyed because bees make more flowers he makes mechanical bees but he doesn't use bees in his in his robots no we've never seen robotnik use an actual bee he's never taken charmy and crammed him into a fucking mech and get in there he's never done that although i'd like to see it um (laughs) so listen i want to make one thing clear these are not charmy bees because charmy can go fuck himself these are a different type of bee like with actual bees you've got bumblebees you got honeybees helper bees all that i'm just going to establish that these are normal bee-sized bees like human world bees any fucking way they're magic they got little magic that comes out of a little bee asshole so when they fly in a little loop that magic manifests into a ring whether it's made of honey or metal is completely up to you i think if they were honey uh sonic uh you know eating them would make sense but i tend to think that sonic just kind of consumes them but like doesn't necessarily eat them and of course when he gets hit he shits himself and these rings are non-digestible so they come out in ring shape um we're really overthinking this now but um your theory listen Bee theory does not necessarily equal honeycomb or honey. They're just these magic bees that fly around in a circle, and that circle creates a ring. And the ring's made of magic corn. 
The thing is, I'm getting more questions from people asking, how does Sonic consume these rings if they're made of honey? Here's a fucking question. How does he consume if they're made of metal, like what they are in the game? Maybe the real, <laughs> maybe the real metal virus was the friends we made along the way. Maybe it was the rings we took along the way. But yeah, so if we're going by Sonic rings, uh, just in normal game theory, he just blings them and then they fall out of him because they're magic. They're magic. Um... And then if they're made by bees, they're still magic. Made by magic little bee butts. So, yeah, rings. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I can hate your stupid bees. I think, I think Nick gains more hatred every day. Every day, Nick gets one step closer to becoming Dr. Robotnik. I hope that you get stung by a barrage of bees. <laughs> no, because they had nothing to do. Why would they? Why would they sting their bees? Why would we associate anything bee related with bees? We just—they're just there, and they—they they swim in circles and make. Next question. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> You're fucking bees. I think. Love, okay, I think Webster. Fuck bees. I would so not Webster. fuck bees. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Well, it's, it's, hang on a second. Did you not play Banjo Tooie? I was going to say Banjo Tooie had quite the sexy bee. I didn't actually play Banjo Tooie. Uh, the only Banjo game I played the whole way through, actually, not even that. That even that I didn't finish. Banjo Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts, great fucking I game. I hate you. For fuck's sake. I hate no, no, you. Look, look, Why look, do I have my listen, co? I listen, just got. I just want... listen. Listen. I understand why you old fuckers are disappointed, but there's no objective standard in the world that makes that a bad fucking game. It's it a absolutely game. does. Are you out no, of your mind? No, it doesn't. It's sound, it's fun, it's creative, it's a good fucking game. If you divorce it from those other two games, forget they existed, and you had that game plopped down in front of you, you'd be jerking off to it. It's that good. No. You know I, that's true. I no, I'm an adult, and I know what I like in terms of games. And I that's know why you I told guys are all like, I was expecting Banjo 3. Well, guess what? It's not called Banjo 3, you absolute dickhead. Wait, it's wait. Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts, implying that there are nuts and bolts involved in that. Oh my dick. god. So, wait. Good-ass fucking vehicle game, and I'm sick of pretending it's not. Okay, so, okay, Joker, listen Another here. Another bad take from Pup. So, Congratulations. Pup, I will say this. Fantastic. I do, I do not think that nuts and bolts is a bad game, but do I think This it is, is not the point. Let's the, keep the, going. Banjo-Kazooie no, let him good. Finish. Let him finish. But, Banjo-Kazooie good. Banjo-Tooie Kind of okay. We waited 10 freaking years for a new Banjo game, and they gave us a spin-off title, okay? Look, Rareware literally walked into my house and just took all of my animals, put them outside so I had nothing to make me feel better, and took a giant dump on all of my dreams with that game. And they I, didn't dump on your fucking Yes, they the game's not We made still for, don't have Banjo 3, you fucking asshole. Fans. It's supposed to appeal to the mainstream. The mainstream can be a mainstream of piss for all I care. I want Banjo 3. Fuck it's off. Not, it's not made for Banjo fans. It's made for people that have sex on Wait, a regular the basis. <laughs> the Banjo game isn't made for Banjo fans. Okay, pup. That's... Okay. Sure thing. No, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. That's a bad theory right there because I... no game is made for its fans. It's made for as large of an audience as possible. Uh huh. You fucking jackass. Yep. So, All right, next question. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Nick, wake up. 
<laughs> it's a question time. I think I think he's dead. He's gone. What do we do? I don't know. I th I think he's legitimately dead. I hear the sound of destruction <sighs> coming from Nick's home. Okay. All right, he's back. Oh, are you guys done? Are we yeah. done? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, now that you mention it, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Man, I can't wait till I cover that game. I'm sure it's gonna go nice you and get smoothly. Me to help. I can help you do that. No, game. I think I'm good, pup. I think I'm good. I can, I can help you make the the good video on that one. Anyway, um, let's get to the next question. Here we have Webster, and let's see. He's asking Pal Comics next time. As in Fleetway Sonic the comic, oh hell yes! I grew up with and adore those books. Richard Elson's been a big part of my. Ever since I picked up pencils, start drawing. Oh, burpee. Um, I don't know if he was responding to something or not. There, I, I don't. Yes, know. so basically, I made a joke at the end of one of the episodes saying that we would cover the PAL comics. PAL. Um, oh, oh, oh. PAL comics Roger. being Sonic porn comics, which are funded by. Paid subscriptions, might I add. So that on the on the, on the front Oh moment. my <laughs> god! You have Look, to pay for those. I understand also, you spent your entire also, childhood allowance <laughs> so that you could see Sonic's dirty chili dog. I understand, pup. Goddamn fucking second series. I don't they think offer I free can. Ones as well, but just hold on. I understand Sonic offers free reach arounds. I get it. I know that's the only way you get off. He doesn't need you. He curls up in a ball. He can give himself his own. Pal refers to the UK code, so he's saying, like, ah, Pal Comics, UK Comics, you fucking get it, guys? Banjo-Kazooie not supposed to good goddamn game! You're and you're supposed yeah. to look for the good in bad games, but all you ever do is look for the good in the good ones. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm gonna unsubscribe from this show. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Nick, take us away. Right. Well, that, that's a great question, Webster, thank you. <laughs> Okay, oh uh, I got God. I got the next I got the next one. We got two. We got two. He didn't answer that. He, he, he didn't said, have an answer. You he just said, had a question. He for said us. comics next time, and and he said pal comics, as in like UK because pal is. The I UK understand. Code. We literally just explained it. Do not explain yeah. it. Again. <laughs> pal is the UK code, Nick. You know. Holy you fucking shit! I get it. We've Look, got, we've got Webster, pal, like and pal. Pup, comics, shut the you know? fuck up! This is why I keep telling you to shut the fuck up. Let me get a thought out. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Webster, um, we will probably cover those at some point. We were talking, um, Sirius Pup. I don't know if I involved you with this or not. I'm trying to remember all the conversations we had, but I, I thought it might be fun if we did like a book club kind of a thing with the comics at some point. I yeah. remember you pitched speed reading to me at one point. Well, no, the I thought it might be fun after like one of our big, big projects because we do cover Sonic, every, you know, every occasionally on the YouTube channel. It might be fun to. Like just come together after one of us releases a thing, like this big scripted silly thing, and then we come together like, okay, well, let's sit let's, down, let's have our let's have our muffins, let's have our tea, and let's discuss what what we what we think of this month's book. You Americans don't know what a fucking muffin is, don't <laughs> you? Don't know what a biscuit is. Shut the fuck up. No, actually, we know what the biscuit is. You guys don't know what the fucking biscuit is. He doesn't know what a good game is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know what a damn good game is. You, you might know what a good sequel is, but I know what a good-ass game is, you motherfucker. I'm going to give you this. I just didn't want to get in the middle of it because you're just going just full-on rabid pup mode right now, and that's what I'm calling it. 
I I do think there's there's good merits to the game, but I think there's a lot of critical issues with it, and I will talk about it in a non-Sonic related thing. <laughs> well, okay. you made your bed in looking for the good in bad games, so look for the right. good <laughs> in in this. And it's not a bad game. game. And that's why <laughs> rabid channel pup matters. It's not a bad game. <laughs> You're just mad you waited so long for it. All right. Me. I got I'm pulling us I'm <sighs> pulling us out. I'm putting the condom on. Let's go. Egypt uh EL Chosher. Says I don't care. We we covered this already. Okay, cool. So we already we already covered that. We're good. Thanks, El Joshua. That was a good question, but we answered it already. Yeah, hang on, what's with all the fucking Joshes right now? We got Josh Tato asks, heard Sega was confirmed to be at Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You didn't know the Battle of the Joshes, isn't it? Yeah, it's from the Battle of the Fucking Joshes, dude. Since when are we the battlefield? Everyone called Josh. Get the fuck out of here and never ask a question again. Oh, this is a good thing. We this is another thing we had to update that I forgot to put on our docket there. But yeah, this is a new little bit of information. Sega is confirmed at E3, therefore invalidating an in, almost an entire half an episode we did. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that actually come to think of it. We uh, jumped to conclusions there, didn't we? Or not really? Not really. I we worked with the information. We worked. My suggestion. We worked with the information <laughs> that we had, and the information got updated extracurricularly. Like that happens. There's nothing. I wrong don't know with if that. I really changed any of my opinions on on any of it though, because I mean, Sega was at E3 during those times when Sonic stuff was announced, and all we really got was just updates on projects we already knew about. We are still not sure if we're getting Sonic at E3 or not. And we do I have that leak that the next... Uh, it might be. Well, we might be getting. Um, if the next state of play, I'd imagine the next state of play is going to be around E3. Like, why wouldn't it? Sony's not there. They don't need to be. If that leak is true, we might potentially get the announcement of the Sonic Colors there. Or we might be, be getting the an update on it. But let's, let's just play this out in, in my brain. Um, we get the announcement on at the state of play. We get some actual gameplay of it at E3, something like that, like they did with the Catherine stuff that everyone was disappointed with. Um, and then uh, come June 23rd, well, we may potentially have some sort of Sonic related thing where they announce a bunch of other stuff as well. But you know, now that I'm thinking about it, we are getting kind of close to June without any any announcements on anything. So who knows? I think it will be 23rd and not a day earlier. That's my bet. Fair enough. I bet Fair nothing, enough. but I bet. <laughs> well, Nick D. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Nick, do you want to take on our last, last issueish question? You got it. Let's uh, jump in here. Shodan asks: Do Chaos Emeralds generate energy, or do they channel the chaos energy around them? Are they just calcified chaos? That's a great question. What do you guys I, think? I think I think they're calcified chaos. I think the chaos emeralds are a result of the chaotic nature of Sonic's world, uh, and one of the many adaptations that have happened within that universe. I'm I'm with you there. I mean, I've gone on over my thoughts about how they could implement the the theming of chaos and what it means for for this world and all that crap. Before, I think that would only makes sense, and we have heard sort i mean they've told us in the games like these are sources like unlimited sources of sources of energy i don't know if that contradicts the idea that they just absorb energy from around them but i i would assume that that power 
has the means to for solidify into into these magical gems. What do you think, Bob? They're made by bees. No, um, <laughs> I I don't know why I expected anything else. They're literally, effectively, chaos emeralds are basically just mother boxes at the end of the day, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're change yeah. engines. Um, so they come from another world, and eventually, Mephilus the Dark or Steppenwolf is going to use them. Steppenwolf the, the Dark. Ste imagine like a Sonic equivalent to Steppenwolf being Mephilus, and he's just like, give me the chaos emeralds, and he's just going to like. He's going to terraform Earth because he wants redemption for Solaris or some shit. Like, that's how they could reboot Mephilus. Just remake the Snyder Cut, but with Mephilus and Solaris instead of Steppenwolf and Darkseid. And Emeralds instead of Mother Boxes. There you go, Sonic Adventure 3. That's it. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Calcify Chaos. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, oh God, now I'm, just, now I'm just imagining, like... Okay, so I'm imagining... Josh Whedon style, uh, Josh Whedon style, infinite. Don't. Just looking Don't. at the Chaos Emeralds, going mother. <laughs> but there's also that Don't. bit though where he calls Cyborg a creature of chaos. So I'm just like, you know, you know, if you know, you know, you know. So um, oh, yeah, Wait, but imagine, so imagine that, that scene at the start of the film where he takes the mother box from the Amazons, change that with an, a Chaos Emerald, and the Echidna tribes is running after him. You could, you could, you could remake the Snyder Cut into a Sonic game and call it Sonic Adventure Three, and everyone would love it, and it'd be the best game ever made. Oh my god! I think I, think, I think I've done about as much show as I can do today. I think I, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> So Don't my, lie, it sounds good. You like the sound of it. Oh my god. You know what I like the sound of? I like the sound of of, of the sun setting on all of this. Would you sun, like me to sun setting real low, big guy? It's from that <laughs> one movie you like a whole lot, right? Right, Pup? It, it's from Age of Ultron, directed by Joss Whedon. Right, um, just it's the Age of Ultron cut. That's the one HBO's got now. I know, Age, I know stuff. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is not on HBO. I, he's he's okay. Look, I'd say, I'm giving you shit. Bro. I'd how say on he's earth pulling you not your tail. This? I'm sorry. I you're kind of an old man, so I don't know how in touch you are with this stuff. Uh, he's touching <laughs> your tail right now, very seductively. Don't touch. Don't touch the tail. Um. All right. So I oh, guess I'll play us off then. Um. So guys, it it is only you know circumstance that the episode that I host should be the most chaotic one. Um. And so they're all yeah, like this. It's not sunset until the city is set. Sun. Um, that's not the phrase. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching, guys. Uh, if you liked this podcast, we all have channels of our own where we do our own shit. Uh, Cyrus, tell them about yours quickly. Uh, 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 I talk about real life stuff. Don't watch it. There's also <laughs> Neko Stories where he talks about game stuff. Um, Nick, you want to tell them about your shit? Sure. Um, you can follow me on just about everything on Game Apologist. I like to keep the branding consistent. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm on, I'm on my Discord all the time. Um, YouTube, obviously, as well. I've just started using Twitch. So uh, if you want to watch me just struggle through weird games, that's the place to do it. And I do similar stuff, except I don't do Twitch yet. Um, but I talk about all kinds of stuff, including DC Comics and Marvel Comics as well. So if you're into that kind of stuff, 
uh, go see why I factor so much of that into these conversations. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, everybody, the sun is setting on Sunset City, so get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Prime at night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.